Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. If you're listening while enjoying a cup of coffee, or if you just want to say hello, tweet us at bizlifecoffee, or follow us on Instagram at businesslifeandcoffee, all one word. Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. So, we've all heard of the phrase managing up, but what does it mean to give your feedback to your boss? And how can you do it the right way without getting fired? Research shows that many people leave organizations due to bad management, so why not turn that around and empower employees to give managers a piece of their mind? Joining me to tackle this tough tough and touchy topic today is Anita Bounis, Global Practice Leader of Halogen Software. Now a little bit about Anita. Uh, She joined Halogen in 2014 with nearly 20 years of experience in consulting and professional services the majority of which has been spent enabling client organizations leveraging the talent of their workforce to achieve desired strategic results. As solutions consultant with Halogen, Anita draws upon her HR and consulting experience in the areas of recruitment, onboarding, performance management, learning and development, succession planning, organizational development, competency mapping, and change management. Her consulting experience has spanned many sectors including IT, government, defense, retail, telecommunications, healthcare, education, logistics, and professional services. And Anita holds a Bachelor's of Commerce with a major in HRM from the University of Ottawa and a Master's in HRM from the University of Leeds. Anita, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody. So today we're talking about giving bosses feedback. Have you personally ever had to manage up and give your boss constructive criticism? Uh, yes, I have. Um, I've had to do it in a number of different scenarios, and I've had examples when it's worked very well, and I've had examples where perhaps it didn't, and uh, uh, it, it, it can be a very challenging uh, topic to broach with your manager when you need to give feedback up. Um, and I think that uh, you have to look at it from the perspective that everybody benefits from feedback, and uh, we can take the view that managers, just like individual contributor employees, uh, do need that feedback and it's important for them to understand, uh, you know, how their behaviors, how the way that they work in the workplace impacts others. So we need to create an environment where employees are comfortable giving feedback up. You mentioned everyone needs feedback and I, I would actually agree with that because there's there need to be certain expectations or parameters around management and if employees are happy or if they're productive and motivated and uh, it sounds like you've got a lot of experience in there so with your opinion and your expertise uh, are there more reasons why feedback matters in the workplace? Yeah, um, feedback particularly in today's workplace is a critical element we feel and we see to ongoing performance management so um, true success in an organization today uh, includes creating an environment where all employees are comfortable giving and receiving feedback about their performance, whether we are individual contributors or managers. And feedback is incredibly helpful as well to provide folks with that much-needed context around their performance and their behavior. 
So feedback and more importantly, ongoing conversations, two-way communications between employees and managers can really drive engagement uh, within the organization and make sure that people are aligned to achieving you know, those, those goals, those objectives that everybody is working hard to, to meet. So um, there is a real strong business connection between why feedback is important um, and as long as we play that up and make sure that we set expectations that it can be a two-way street, hopefully we can encourage uh, those upward communications. So feedback is very powerful uh, in an organization. Um, and you mentioned the relational aspect, but also the, the key business drivers, Absolutely. which is which is very interesting and important considering the fact that it's it's a, a lot of a lot of topics are, are written about whether performance evaluations should be done away with or should we be uh, should we not evaluate performance. Um, but I tend to agree with you that feedback is important and there need to be uh, structured parameters around how to do that so that there is there is comfort level uh, with both parties in, in giving that feedback. Absolutely. I think we uh, as individuals we get motivation, we get satisfaction when we understand and can see how the work that we do has a positive impact. And when we talk about performance outcomes, employees want to know, and managers do uh, also want to know that the work that they do, it matters. Uh, and what matters can be measured or discussed in terms of individual commitments and how they link to larger company objectives. Um, it can be in terms of uh, how uh, constructive a working relationship is. But by knowing how you affect others and how together you're affecting uh, your collective contribution to an organizational goals and objectives, um, that's really where it can start to drive some personal satisfaction while still focusing on what the business needs to do. And feedback is, uh, I think, an instrumental tool to get those communications, get those conversations happening. And you know, I, I too, have had a lot of conversations with folks about should we do away with performance reviews. I think, you know, moving forward, ongoing performance conversations mm -hmm. that aren't a point-in-time review will be the wave of the future where we have that real-time performance feedback and dialogue between manager and employee, including employee feeding up to a manager in terms of, uh, you know, their impacts. Anita, I couldn't have said it better, my, uh, better myself. Um, for those listening today that really want to give their boss a piece of their mind, what, what <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a good way, of course, in a good way, in a constructive way, uh, what tips would you give for sharing uh, positive and constructive feedback uh, with, with their supervisor? Perfect. Well, one tip for, for somebody who is perhaps, you know, in the HR seat in the house is you know, empowering your people and starting to create a feedback culture where uh, the giving and receiving of feedback is something that is accepted, it's discussed, it's part of, you know, an overall performance management or even communication strategy or an engagement strategy. So creating that environment where feedback uh, is uh, welcome is, you know, one of those first steps that organizationally uh, we can make make some progress uh, in. Um, when it comes to a manager-employee uh, relationship, um, giving, your, <laughs> giving your manager feedback should be encouraged and encouraged by the manager. Um, we know that that's 
sometimes a very difficult uh, conversation to have. So some things to consider might be, you know, before you give your manager feedback, make sure you're fully informed on the situation that you want to give feedback on and you're not filling in the gaps uh, in terms of your own understanding uh, of, you know, what might be behind the situation or the manager's action. So ask questions if you have to, to clarify your understanding of what's happening behind the scenes. And just like if we are providing managers coaching on how to give feedback to employees, an easy way to start to think about how to frame that feedback is to think about um, capturing, you know, your observations or what it is that you've observed in your manager's behavior or um, you've heard them say that is, you know, the basis of your feedback and framing that in terms of the impact that that has on you or on others around you. So that observation impact, um, you know, connection can be one of those ways that you can make a difficult conversation more objective, more concrete and remove some of the emotional charge from it. I think that's, you know, a big, a big, a big do. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great advice, Anita. Tying the the uh, result or the impact that's felt uh, into the conversation, uh, because with with young professionals and and early professionals and and even just those anyone who has a manager, uh, there is a there are parts of the organization that you're not privy to, uh, just because you don't have that seat of authority and don't have access to, you know, maybe those those behind closed door meetings or access to budget or or, or uh, fiscal responsibilities and so um, a subordinate could could feel that an action resonates with them in a certain way uh, but they they don't know that the decision was made because of things that are outside of their control or outside of their perspective uh, so so great advice in uh, sharing how how that impacted the individual uh, and, and hopefully that creates a open dialogue with the manager um, and, and maybe the manager can be forthright uh, uh, regarding the circumstances around the the decision that is made, uh, or mm-hmm. or not. But but either way, I know that's a very tough challenge for for entry level millennial professionals who uh, may feel like they can jump in and run the organization on day one, uh, but <laughs> but uh, you know have to realize that there are other other areas outside of their their parameters that they they may not see. Definitely. So just as you would want to uh, ha- your manager to have an open mind when they're receiving feedback, you too need to go into the conversation with an open f- mind because there might be facts or context that you learn through the conversation of giving your manager feedback up. And you know this is one of those ways that you can create a really good two-way dialogue and quite frankly start to build a really strong relationship that's based on trust. Um, if we think about you know some of the... Um, uh, elements in trusting relationships. Uh, you know, two would be uh, acceptance. You know, I'm okay with who you are. You're okay with me, and an openness. So the ability to have frank and honest conversations, and it's just as much on uh, employees to approach your conversations with your manager with those two tenants in mind, as it is for managers to uh, you know demonstrate that to their employees too. So I think you know having those feedback channels between manager and employee and feedback up can be a real strong basis of building trust in the workplace. Now, Anita, you mentioned the, the two-way street of, of trust and openness. So I want to introduce a, a word that some feel is a dirty word in the office place. 
uh, and that's conflict. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see conflict uh, as a dirty word, so to speak, or or a, a better way of phrasing that is how can employees leverage com- conflict and managers leverage conflict to improve the trust and openness uh, and improve the business operations? That's a really good question. And I paused because I would say that early in my career, I would avoid conflict and I would sometimes try to sugarcoat uh, feedback conversations if I felt or I feared that they would go down a path of creating conflict. But I've learned and I've experienced that conflict is going to happen and conflict doesn't necessarily uh, mean a dirty word. Conflict is perhaps a differing point of view or conflict might arise when you don't fully understand uh, the context or the the, uh, perspective that somebody else is looking at the situation from. So by not being afraid of having uh, courageous conversations or feedback where you know you have a differing point of view uh, and being able to talk it through objectively um, where you focus the discussion on behaviors versus personal uh, attributes uh, and being able to talk about this is what I observed or this is what I'm thinking, this is the impact it has on me, can we have a conversation about this? You can turn what might be a conflict into an opportunity to understand a different point of view. Awesome, awesome. That is a, a nugget of wisdom right there that I hope everyone uh, is, is paying attention to. Uh, what you've just I wish said. I learned it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the, the purposes of, of, of this show here is to learn from from leaders' expertise. And unfortunately, you know, Anita, you may have had the bumps and bruises along with this, but we hope that our listeners take your information to heart and uh, become stronger professionals uh, because of it. Um, Earlier, you mentioned the ongoing performance conversation, uh, shifting away from the annualized sort of process, but but having that real-time feedback. Uh, could you could we dive a little bit deeper into that and and you provide a brief overview of ongoing performance management? Sure. Um, ongoing performance management is personal, it's collaborative, and its goal is to reinforce positive habits uh, in the workplace. So having those conditions to build and repeat high performance uh, throughout all levels of the organization. And you know, we see that can take many different shapes. So it is often based upon the unique business rhythm or business priorities uh, within an organization. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It could be um, a cycle of goal or expectation setting. That is a collaborative conversation between manager and employee where we're aligning performance expectations or formalized goals to organizational priorities, and then touch points or check-ins along the way to track how we're doing against those expectations and those goals, having the conversations in real time about where we may need to adjust expectations or provide development or provide coaching. Um, what it's not is a backward-looking um, you know, report card style review. This is what you did you know, in the last period, this is the score or the rating that we're going to give to you. Now let's look forward to the new year. It's meant to be an ongoing, forward-looking 
uh, feedback-rich conversation that focuses on developing an employee for the role that they're in today and where they may want to go with their career. Um, it, it is also a critical element to driving engagement within an organization. We're tying together um, critical business outcomes you know, in terms of performance expectations or goals with helping people understand where they fit in and ideally driving up their satisfaction within the workplace. Um, satisfaction means different things to different people, just like we're all motivated by different things. So having that, you know, that conversation to tie the two together uh, and getting those conversations going between managers and employees, that is what we look at in terms of the tenets of ongoing performance management. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, and that touches on a lot of the factors. Um, a, a few years ago, my company did some research on why people leave their jobs uh, and what they're looking for in their next job. Uh, and what we found is people, of course, they leave because of bad management, um, but yeah. they also leave because uh, they're just there's there's low level of engagement. They're, they feel like year one has been the same as year three is the same as year four. Uh, and, and they also feel that um, there's no opportunities for growth and development. Um, but with this future-focused performance management process that, uh, that you mentioned, uh, it, it kind of strikes on, on all of those where you're, you're giving opportunities for the employee to grow and develop uh, and challenge themselves to, to new, new things. Uh, and, and you're reinforcing good behaviors by providing a, 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 a method for feedback um, that, that in, inspires them and motivates them. Um, so, you know, that, that's a, a methodology that I, I think many of my clients can benefit from and, and uh, really just doing away with uh, the old way of performance management, which is that report card method and being future focused. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I'm going to go from this conversation today to a development conversation with a member of my team, uh, and it's their first time experiencing uh, a flow such as this where it's not uh, a backward-looking review. And, you know, they're approaching the conversation with a little bit of anxiety, and when I ask why, um, it's what they carry forward from well, I sat down with my manager before to talk about my development plan, and it was a performance review conversation about, you know, everything that was not to expectation, you know, and I, my point was this is forward-looking in terms of where do you see an opportunity to develop, and not just areas where there might be performance gaps, but areas where you have a, a particular strength or a particular interest so that we can further develop that or further leverage it in the work that you're doing and start to talk about opportunities to grow or to stretch in the role you're in today to prepare you for the next opportunity that you might want to take on here with our company. So I think that gives you know, a bit of an illustration. Old-style performance management causes anxiety um, in, in employees and, quite frankly, in managers too. Nobody wants to give somebody a bad mark on a report <laughs> card. Um, but, you know, ongoing performance management, again, is a seeding element to building trust in the workplace, to drive collaboration, and to help engage people to really see how they can grow and develop their careers, which I think is important. You mentioned at the start of our conversation, millennials and expectations, really important for that generation. But all generations, I'm a Gen Xer, I want to know that my uh, career path has many different branches and then I'm continually growing and evolving too. So it can help 
tailor and personalize somebody's employment experience and really get them contributing their best to the organization. Great. Now, and, and Anita, you, you mentioned something about the anxiety of the former way of managing performance with the annual report card view. And the interesting thing that I find is that in these sort of meetings, the grade is somewhat of a surprise to many of the employees that are being quote unquote graded. And so that's really not a true way to manage performance because, well, if, if an employee is so far off track, then they should that should be corrected earlier on in the process and, and not you know wait until the end of the semester, uh, so to speak. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody wants to be told that they're, you know, 50 miles off course uh, <laughs> when they think they've reached their end destination only to have to backtrack and, and uh, rechart out the, 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 the action plan. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, as, as the manager, you, you let them get off track, you know, um, which would be a podcast for another time. I know we're, we're coming to a close here. Uh, but what role does halogen play or what role can halogen play uh, in managing the employee feedback process for, for employers? Well, we, as you know, we are uh, a, a talent management or performance uh, solution provider. So uh, Halogen, um, as an organization, can offer cloud-based talent management suite that puts ongoing next-generation performance principles at the center of talent management programs. So we can tie in... Um, tracking or uh, a repository for ongoing feedback and also provide a platform to feed information into ongoing one-on-one conversations. You know, our vision is to help customers uh, win with talent uh, and we we pick those three words on purpose. We understand that an organization's um, most significant competitive differentiator is the talent of the people that they have. So we do this by helping organizations align their talent strategy to their business strategy um, through goal setting, through feedback, through um, tracking conversations so that they can create an ongoing meaningful talent process that engages and inspires people to you know, achieve those outcomes that they're tasked with. Okay, great. So yeah. that's the software side. But uh, okay. we can also help equip managers because a big part in this is ensuring that managers have those competencies and the ability to be open to feedback, but also they, to themselves, be able to deliver effective feedback. So we do support through some services in that area, too. Excellent. And where can listeners go to learn more about Halogen and those services and the software? Perfect. Oh, oh, where where can listeners go to learn oh, more? Oh, where can we go? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I missed that question. No worries, uh, no worries. We could go to halogensoftware.com, our website. And uh, on our website, uh, you've got links through to uh, our Learn section. And in our Learn section, uh, we've actually just published uh, a white paper around ongoing performance management. Uh, and I think that maybe is a, a good synopsis of some of the topics and points of view that we discussed here in the podcast today. Okay, great. And, and we will link to that uh, white paper or, uh, on the show notes for today. Now, uh, Anita, we're coming to a close here. Do you have any parting thoughts that you'd like to share with, with our listeners? Um, hmm, that's a good question. So I think from a parting thoughts is performance conversations and feedback conversations, it takes practice. The very first time out of the gate, 
you might be experiencing some anxiety. Um, but once you have that first conversation and you're able to reflect on how it went, particularly if it goes well, and even if it doesn't, it can build your confidence and, I guess, your ability to feel comfortable speaking up and providing feedback because once we get that strong two-way conversation and communication going, we all benefit, employees and managers alike. So give it a try. Be brave. Good, good. Give it a try and and try some more and then try again. And when you're done with those, try some more. So practice. Practice makes perfect. Great. Well, uh, Anita, it's really been a pleasure uh, and again, listening audience, this is Anita. She's the global practice leader uh, of Halogen Software. Um, thanks for joining me on today's episode, and we'll post it soon and, and get the word out and share on all our social media sites and newsletters and all that good stuff. Thank you very much, Joey. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. This has been another episode of Business, Life, and Coffee the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert, or fellow colleague. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about, but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, Email us at info at businesslifeandcoffee.com and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, you can reach me at Twitter at JVP said. This is Joy Price signing out, and I'll see you next week. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? Only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at Jumpstart HR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together.